0: And after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, wise men from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star at its rising and have come to worship him. When you think about the star, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? For me, it's the wise men. Right? When I think about the star, the first thing that pops into my mind is the wise men following that star. They saw it, and they followed it most likely for a couple of years as they made their journey from the east all the way to, where, uh, to Bethlehem where Jesus was at. Now, he was no longer in a manger. Um, he was in a home, um, but they had just put down roots where they were at, And the uh, wise men followed that star that sat over that city. Uh, And so uh, they followed this bright star which led them to the Savior. This morning I want to talk to you or challenge you, challenge myself to be that star that leads people to Christ. Many times we talk talked about all the other players within the story. We've talked about Mary. We've talked about Joseph. We've, we've talked about the shepherds. We've talked about the wise men. We've, in years past, talked about Zechariah. We've talked about Elizabeth. I mean, we've talked about everybody. But the one thing that I've never preached about is the star. But the star is absolutely critical to the story because it is the star that led the wise men to Christ. And you and I should be challenged today to be that star and that everything that we do, everything uh, that we do in our lives, the words that we speak, the actions that we take should point people to Christ. They should be able to follow us to Christ. Just like in the video, the director who put all of us effort and all of this energy and his heart into this play uh, and he poured his heart and soul no matter how small it seemed to be no matter the fact that the, the dog was uh, was the sheep and you know they only had wives, one wise man instead of three and they only had one shepherd you know what I'm saying they, they had a, a middle aged Mary and a very very young Joseph uh, even though when you looked at it uh, you know he poured his heart and his soul into it and when it came time to do the performance he stepped away And left the building. Why? Because it was not about him. It was about the Savior. He was the star that pointed to the Savior. That when people arrived and all of the work that he put in, they wouldn't even know it was about him. They would not know the effort he put in. They would not know the work that he put in. Everything pointed to Christ. He was not taking a bow. He was not up there taking accolades. He simply allowed the gospel to do what the gospel does. His work to speak for itself, which was sign a light on Christ. And you and I have a responsibility, not just during this season, but every single day of our lives to be the star that points people to Jesus. Look with me to the book of Matthew now. Matthew chapter 5. Again, let's look. This time we're going to look at uh, chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. And in the same way... Let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I like what Dr. Tony Evans writes here in his study Bible. He says, You will rarely see what God is willing to do in secret until he sees what you are willing to do in public. What are you and I willing to do? To point people to Christ. What are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to give up? Are we willing to sacrifice our comfort? Are we willing to sacrifice uh, our, our, our contentment? Are we willing to sacrifice? What are we willing to give up? So that we can be the star that points people to Christ. Are we willing to challenge ourselves this season? To challenge our words that we speak. How we respond to others. When you're driving in the car and someone cuts you off, what do you say? Do you yell, holler, give them a salute? Or do you say a prayer for them that God would have mercy if they don't know Christ and they would know of his Lord and Savior? Right? What do we do? I've joked many times that I don't have a Jesus bumper sticker on my car because I don't want people to know I'm a Christian when I drive. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't want them, when I, if I cut them off or pass them or do something they don't like, I don't want them looking at the fish on the back of my car going, well, there's a really good example of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, but the, the truth is, is that in our everyday lives, just like we're driving the car, you and I are navigating the road of life. And people are watching us. And they're watching to see what we point to. Do we point to self-satisfaction? Do we point to seeking our own desires before others, like we talked about last week? Where do you and I point? Do we point to ourselves? Do we point to a friend? Do we point to a job? Is our jobs more important to us than Christ during this season? How much money we make, how much overtime that we can put in so that we can buy gifts, and so that we can give to our friends and to our family? And so our lives point to a job instead of Christ. Our lives point to ourselves instead of Christ. Our lives point to our children instead of Christ. Are we so busy taking care of our children and making sure they have the new Xbox or the new PlayStation 5 or they have the new thing that they wanted and they so desired that instead of pointing to Christ, we're pointing to our families. What does our lives say when people look at us, the Bible says that we are the light of the world, that Christ lives in us and his light shines out of us. And when something has a light, that light is not meant to be hidden. That's why it says here in Matthew chapter 5 that a city situated on the hill cannot be hidden. You and I are not meant to be hidden. A city on a hill with its light shining is meant to be seen. When you go to uh, Hatteras in in North Carolina, they have lots of lighthouses. And those lighthouses are not meant to blend in and they are not meant to be hidden. That's why many times they have outrageous paint jobs, stripes, and sometimes they have red colors and, and everything. And they have a giant light on top of them. Why? Because they are meant to be seen. They are not meant to be hidden. Why? Because they are point the ships. To the dangers on the shore so they can safely make it to their destination. You and I are to point this world to the dangers in this world so that then we can guide them safely to the one who can answer their cries, who can hear their uh, their requests for repentance that they're seeking uh, comfort and peace outside of Christ. You and I can point them to Christ to be that lighthouse. To be that city on a hill that points people to Christ and stand up to the world. That's our responsibility as Christians. To be that light. We're not meant, a light is not meant to be lit and put under a basket. It's not meant to be hidden. When you light a light in your home, why do you turn on the light switch? So that you can see. Mm -hmm. Who goes into a dark room and doesn't turn on the lights? If you walk into a dark room without turning on the lights, guess what? You're inevitably, without any light in that room, you are going to stub a toe. You have lights for a reason. We have lights in our house for a reason. And that reason is so that we can see in the darkness. That we can find our way from point A to point B. Lights are lit for a reason and you are lit up for a reason. You have lights. For a reason. You have a light in you for a reason. You put lights on your house. I put lights on my house during Christmas. It's a celebration. But those lights are a representation of the star. Mm -hmm. People put lights on their homes. That tradition is typically related to the star. You are shining a bright light saying, Jesus is here. Mm -hmm. Amen. Just like that star pointed. The wise men to the Savior, it points, we are to point others to Christ. We are, just as a light on a lampstand is meant to give light to the whole house, you and I are meant to bring light to this world where we dwell. We are meant to share the light of Christ with everyone regardless of our opinion of them, regardless of their social status, their economic status, regardless of their past, regardless of what they may look like, regardless of any of that, we have a responsibility to be the light to a world that is shrouded in darkness. And whether we agree with their politics, they still need Jesus. Whether we agree with their lifestyle, they need Jesus. We're to be that light. And where light is, darkness is driven out. Amen. And if you and I are the light of the world in this world, we can help drive out the darkness by being bright lights. But many of us dim our lights so as not to draw attention. And many times it's because we're afraid of drawing attention to ourselves. And if that's the case, then we've got our light lit for the wrong reason. The attention is to be pointed right back at Christ. So this season, as you and I are moving, as you and I are walking, as you and I are wrapping things up, let us remember that we are the light of the world. And the question today is, what are we doing? What is the challenge to us? Each week we've had a challenge, and when we talked about Mary, the challenge was allowing the Good Shepherd to carry us, and when we talked about Joseph, the challenge was recognizing that God will use anybody, regardless of their age, regardless of their past, regardless of who they are or used to be, that God will use us and we are to be obedient to him, regardless of the opinion we have of ourselves. And when we look... At the shepherds, we looked at sharing God's the, the the gospel. We looked at appreciating the gospel first for its good news and its great joy. We were challenged to step back and look at what the gospel is. We were challenged to then share that news because the gospel is for everyone and it's meant to be shared by everyone. No one is exempt. And when we looked at the wise men, we looked at the fact That we need to, as they came in humility and brought gifts to Christ, that we too must serve Christ. And in serving Christ, we serve others. In serving Christ, we serve others. That's the challenge. Who are we going to serve? And this week, the challenge is, who are we going to shine our lights on? Ourselves, our circumstances, or on Christ? Many times, the enemy likes to get us pointed, our light pointed on our circumstances. To get our focus pointed on our circumstances, because here's the truth, our circumstances will stuff out our light. In order for any candle to burn, it must have oxygen. As soon as you put the lid on top of that candle and the oxygen dissipates from it, the candle light will go out. You and I... Our circumstances will stuff out our light. It will dim it. It will cause it to go out. The Holy Spirit is the one who keeps our light running. He is the oil inside of us that we must keep full and overflowing so that you and I can stay lit in spite of what we see with our eyes so that we can point people to Christ regardless of what we see with our eyes and what we see and what we're experiencing in our circumstances. Don't allow our circumstances to cause us, to prevent us from shining our light. And this year has been a stinky year to say the least. 2020 was a terrible year. It stunk pretty much from January through the end of December, right? There were bright moments, but the truth is suicide rate is way up because people have been, you know, uh, locked inside their homes and unable to leave. You know, people are dying from this disease that we had no part in. It was started by another nation who wasn't very careful with what they were doing, that somehow made its way over here. We're suffering the consequences of it. We're seeing all of these crazy things that have happened. We're seeing the rioting that has occurred. We've seen the the people uh, attacking each other during this election season. This year has been uh, a really bad year. One of the worst that I can personally remember in my 43 years on this planet. This year has been bad. And it's easy to allow those things to snuff out our light, to put our light out, to get mad at God, to get frustrated at God, to get angry with God. But now's not the time to let our light go out. Right now is the time to let our light shine. Because in the darkness, the light will be seen. The brighter the light, it will be seen. Even in this darkness that our world is in today, with everything that is happening, if you and I will shine our lights, they'll be brighter than ever. Mm -hmm. When um, you go to a jeweler to pick out a diamond, you're looking at a diamond specifically. The jeweler, if you're in a a, a nice jeweler's, uh, they will do something every single time you pick out a diamond and you're looking at it. They will place that diamond on a black mat. They do that for one reason and one reason only, so that when they place it on that black mat, the brilliance of the diamond against the black shines 10 times brighter than it would in the palm of your hand or on a different background. That's why they do that. They want you to see the beauty of the diamond. In this age, in this year, where we've had darkness in 2020 and we've seen Darkness and death. Let us be that bright diamond of light that points people to Christ. Because in this darkness, the light shines the brightest. Mm-hmm. Amen. Let us be that diamond. Let us be that light in this darkness that points people to Christ. Let us not be called off by our own selfishness and our self-centeredness that we fail to point people to Christ. Amen. I have to tell you that. I have become, you know, it's it's easy to look and and become discouraged. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, no matter what we see with our eyes, we have to be light in the world and not be overcome by the darkness and the despair. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a struggle. Uh, But the key is, is in the midst of darkness, to let our light shine. Because here's the truth: ministry doesn't all happen. In fact. The majority of ministry doesn't happen within the four walls of a building. Amen. The yes. ministry happens within the four walls of your heart. Yes. Reaching yes. out into a lost and a dying world outside the doors of a church. Yes. That's where real ministry happens. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where you and I are a light. A light in the darkness. A light with every other light doesn't make a difference. But a light in the darkness. That makes a difference let us this season be a light in the darkness let us this season be challenged to be what God wants us to be in public and not just in private right there are Christians who are afraid to state their faith they're afraid to share the gospel they're afraid to say the reason of the hope that's inside of them and the challenge to us today is to share that hope the challenge to us today is to be that star that points people to Christ. And I know I've repeated that a million times, but that is the point of the star. Amen. You and I are light in this world for one reason. Point people to Christ. Amen. wash you.